0: My entitled aunt tries to steal all of our inheritance from our grandmother. And when we decide to take her to court, she goes to extreme measures just to try and ruin my life and stop me from pursuing this legally. But in the end, she fails miserably. Her son goes to jail. And despite her awful attempts, we end up with everything. And I honestly couldn't be happier with the end result. Here's what happened. So this all begins about three years ago in Russia at my grandmother's funeral. She passed away at the age of 73, leaving behind three sisters as well as a plethora of grandkids and quite a lot of real estate. When the paperwork tsunami regarding inheritance started, something began to smell fishy. My aunt was extremely hesitant in giving us the death certificate so we could start filling out paperwork for the inheritance. Things started to get complicated and confusing, so I had to take over all the paperwork and to help my mother out. I find out that the apartment my grandmother lived in, for some reason, no longer belonged to her, but was signed off to the kids of my aunt. Upon further Further inspection, I realized that most of my grandparents' belongings were signed off to my aunt long before my grandmother's death. First, I decided to speak to my mom. She told me that on the date the papers were signed, my grandmother was already in pretty bad shape. Dementia and Alzheimer's had already gotten the best of her, and she was not legally able to sign anything. So I decided to go to my aunt, still not wanting to believe that she actually did this to us. So I came to her, sincerely believing that it was all an honest deal, and I asked her how it all happened and I don't think I will ever forget her response. I never thought someone could say this to a relative, but she looked at me and said, this is none of your business. I intend on getting everything that I can and the rest of the real estate will be shared property while also saying that she's going to force us out of that property. And when she said this, I was baffled. I couldn't understand how she could do something like this to my mother. So I had to do something. The next day I spoke with my mom and she was shocked and devastated. She was in tears. She also could not Understand how her own sister could do such a thing, especially after all the things that she did for her, like helping her make a career in sports, helping with money during hard times, as well as countless other examples. And it was about this time that I knew we needed to go to court. The problem with that was that my mother is a working pensioner and is still raising my 13-year-old brother, and I just spent all my savings on renovating her apartment. Money was an issue. Luckily, I made good friends with our company lawyer at work, and he offered to help me. We collected all the needed paperwork. He told me to document any further encounters with their family and to keep an eye out on anything else that might be just a little bit fishy. After that, we sent a letter to my aunt saying that we will dispute everything in court. And that's right about when our life became a living nightmare. It started out with threatening phone calls from her sons, which was honestly no biggie. I recorded all of the phone conversations. They then found out where I work and live and started to follow me around. Which again, no biggie. A while back, my boss made me an offer for a driver to pick me up to and from work because the driver lived nearby and right about now was about when I decided to hit him up on that offer. So one morning I wake up and I get ready for work. My driver is downstairs waiting for me and I put on my coat and head downstairs. As I'm opening the door to my apartment complex, I get hit in the face by my oldest cousin. He then makes an awful remark towards me again and flees the scene. The driver runs up and helps me up and tells me that it was all recorded on the The car's front camera. I call my boss and he takes me to the hospital. The next day, I take the video and all the phone conversations to the police, and they happily accept everything. When the police contacted my aunt, searching for her son that punched me, she was livid. She called me furious, spitting out all types of comments on the phone. I reminded her that her son was already in deep trouble, and at that point, she hung up. About a week later, I wake up in the middle of the night from a loud banging on my door. As I'm walking up to the door, it gives in and flies open. Two large men walk in, stating this is now their apartment as well. Handing me the papers, they said to me, if you want to remain healthy, you should pack your stuff and just go. At this point, I called the police. The police come, they check the paperwork, and it's totally fine. It turns out my aunt hired people who are basically professional inconveniencers. They make money by forcing people to move out of shared homes. She gave them a part of her right of ownership, and they were legally allowed to move in. So for the next three months, I routinely had to use a lock pick to open my door, all because they kept changing the locks. I had to deal with constantly loud music, as well as dirt and filth in my own home. I barely got any sleep, and after three months, they gave up and finally left. Seeing that this didn't work, my cousin's family decided to desperately try to mess with me. One night, one of them walked into my apartment complex and started spraying pepper spray at my door to try and lure me out. Unfortunately for him, I was cleaning the house and doing some minor work after dealing with the jerks that they had hired. All my doors were pretty well insulated with rags and towels to prevent concrete dust flying everywhere. I barely smelled the pepper spray, but thankfully, court was due the next day. I barely convinced my mom to ask for her sister to be eliminated from inheriting anything. After I showed the court video and the audio of them basically threatening and punching me in the face, it was all done. The court ruled in our favor. Upon returning from court, I went to the police to tell them about the pepper spray incident. I was rushed into a room and questioned and it turned out my elderly neighbor had passed away from complications involving that pepper spray. So here I am today. I just returned from the notary where my mother signed all the real estate to her name. I got a significant amount of money from getting punched in the face as well as all the veiled comments they sent my way and my terrible aunt is left with her tiny apartment and her son is in prison for punching me in the face as well as being the reason that my elderly neighbor is no longer living. Her second son was fired from the rescue team and is no no longer able to work for any government or social structures, and he doesn't know how to do anything else. They're bankrupt. And you know what? It honestly serves them right. This is absolutely insane. I've never heard of anybody going to such lengths just to try and mess with somebody else in your own family at that. But thankfully, it sounds like the original poster got everything on their end, and the aunt and their awful kids did not get a single dime, which honestly, considering all that they did, they absolutely deserve the results that they got. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down below in the description. An entitled teenager ruins an 11-hour flight, keeping everybody up and making a lot of noise. But he messed with the wrong person as I put him in his place in the most unexpected way I could have predicted. Here's what happened. So this happened back in July. I was on an international flight to Europe to spend two weeks abroad. The flight was going to be overnight and 11 hours long. And I had plans for my first day of travel. So I intended to go to sleep at some point. Also on my flight was a large group of teenage students from my country who were going on an exchange camping trip. Because my aunt works for the company that provides said trips, I was able to get my plane ticket at a small discount. I wasn't traveling with the teens, but I was seated among them. Right before the flight, one of the teens addressed me as Mrs., which was my first sign that they thought I was much older than 19 years old. I was in an aisle seat in the middle of the plane, and probably the only non-camper of that section, seated directly in front of Front of me was a teenage boy he was one of the campers and at most 16 years old i never learned his name and let's just call him kevin for the sake of anonymity about two hours into the flight i decided to close my computer turn off the seat back tv and try to get some kind of sleep i don't like sleeping on planes but i still somehow managed to do it i was woken up a little while later by someone talking loudly at that i opened my eyes to see that kevin was wide awake happily chatting with the girl next to him as well as the guy across. the aisle from me. I checked the time thinking that we were close to landing only to find out that it had been less than an hour since I had fallen asleep. I expected them to stop soon enough so that they would sleep themselves since it was already getting late and everyone else was doing that. But they kept going. And while the other two people were also to blame, Kevin was especially loud. The volume of his voice was similar to that of a 10-year-old on a school bus, not a high schooler on a crowded 11-hour flight. I realized that the two girls seating next to me were also having trouble sleeping so i decided that it wouldn't be selfish if i complained i politely but firmly asked kevin and his crew to either turn it down or stop talking since there were other people on the plane and we were trying to get some sleep they stopped for about 15 minutes during which i almost managed to fall back into blissful sleep but then they resumed their conversation kevin loud and proud i kept trying to sleep But this went on for the rest of the flight And not only did Kevin laugh and scream the entire time He also wouldn't stop moving He would bounce on his seat, stretch his arms and legs And just generally flail his limbs around He would constantly move on and off his seat And his elbow would dig into my knees every time he did that He would also throw his arm backwards and hit the touchscreen TV Turning its bright light on before my eyes And forcing me to wake up and turn it off I didn't complain again Mostly because I was exhausted Exhausted and knew I would probably explode on Kevin if I did, and I couldn't risk the possibility of getting my aunt in trouble at work. So I resigned to imagining the violence I wanted to inflict on Kevin, finding comfort in the fantasy of punching him in the face until I'd pop every greasy zit on his face. By the time we landed, I had gotten maybe 40 minutes of sleep in total. I honestly don't think anybody in that section managed to get any rest. Kevin rose from his seat the moment the seatbelt sign was off and went around jokingly, asking him his colleagues how much sleep they got and laughing at their anguish i just wanted off that plane as soon as i was allowed to i bent down to get my bag at that moment kevin was moving around and accidentally elbowed me in the face it didn't hurt but at that point i was beyond upset so when kevin turned around to apologize still laughing at me by the way i gave him what must have been the worst most hateful glare i've ever given anyone in my life i didn't see my face nor could i replicate it if i wanted to But he immediately stopped laughing He turned back and sat still I left the plane 5 minutes later after that Luckily jet lag didn't hit me too hard And I managed to enjoy the first day Of my trip just fine I did have to take precautions to make sure I wouldn't oversleep that night And that was honestly where my problems ended 2 weeks later it was time to go home And when I got to the airport The same group of campers showed up My return ticket was also booked with the company So I was seated amongst them once again As I waited in line to check in, I saw Kevin and his friends. He made eye contact, and I could see his face melt as he recognized me. His eyes widened, and I could have sworn that I saw him gulp. He was seated in front of me again, but this time he was quiet and stiff as a board. And that's when I started to connect the dots, considering the events that had already transpired with Kevin. He was absolutely afraid of me. My glare from two weeks prior was enough to keep him quiet for the next ten hours. Needless to say, I had a great restful flight, as did everyone else in that section. And overall, I seriously hope Kevin learned something from this about respect as well as shutting up on a long flight. How obnoxious and crazy is that? I mean, it's bad enough that you have to fly 11 hours to another country, but to have to deal with an obnoxious passenger who won't be quiet the entire time and is constantly making noise and being very disruptive, honestly, must have been mind-numbing at best. Honestly, catching a flight is really just like a 50-50. You never know if you're going to have good people sitting next to you that will just mind their own business and leave you alone. So having someone like Kevin sitting near you and bothering you the entire time, especially when you're just trying to get some sleep is super obnoxious I would be super upset and super annoyed as well if I had to deal with him so good for the original poster for basically putting him in his place and all that just by staring at him and giving him a glare he clearly knew he was in the wrong and hopefully the next time he flies he treats the people around him with a little bit more respect my entitled parents treat me like garbage constantly and after I didn't get a haircut right when my dad demanded it he freaked out on me and screamed at me for two hours in our living room and I seriously can't wait to eventually move out here's what happened So for a bit of context, I'm currently living at home, but I'm actively searching for a place to live all in secret away from my parents. My dad was active duty military, but is now in the reserves and does have some form of PTSD from his active duty years, but refuses to admit it or seek help for it. And I am usually the target of his angry outbursts. My mom graduated nursing school last year and is currently working as a nurse. She and my dad have been married for 11 years and had my little sister and due to his relationship with his previous children not working out, he has a hyper fixation on keeping her happy but has always been somewhat standoffish towards me. But that's a story for another time. So one morning after I put my sister on the bus, I decided to just chill out for the day before going over to my girlfriend's house that evening because it was my first day off in a while since I worked two jobs. My dad was leaving for work and before he did, he told me that I needed to get a haircut that day. I told him I can't afford one and that I just got one two weeks prior, so my hair was still really short. But he said he didn't care and told me to just borrow some money from my mom or from my girlfriend just to get it done, stating that there was no excuses. Then he left to go to work. About an hour later, I call my mom and let her know what's going on. She lets out a sigh but doesn't fight it. But I told her to hang on. I call the barbershop I go to and I ask if my guy was working that day and they told me that he was not. And you know what? That's an issue because every other barber in the area has either messed up my hair really badly or refuses to touch my hair due to the fact that I'm mixed and I have very thick curly hair and they are afraid that they will mess it up. So I call my mom back and I let her know that my guy isn't working today, but I know he will be in tomorrow. She says, okay, just go in the next day. And after that, we just go about our day as if it's normal. After my mom gets home from work, I head out to my girlfriend's house at about 5 o'clock p.m. About 15 minutes after I get to her house, my mom calls me And my mom asks me if they have any hair clippers there. I respond by saying, uh, I don't think so. Why? My mom then tells me that if I don't come home with a haircut, he's going to cut my hair off. My girlfriend overhears this and having heard several times what I go through with them, she says out loud, what in the world? No, you're not going to let him do that to you. That's incredibly awful. After a bit of back and forth, my mom said, I'm going to go. I'm tired of getting yelled at today. At this point, I'm dumbfounded, but quickly snap out of it, Remembering the man I'm dealing with and how common this sort of thing is for him and I just look at my girlfriend Admittedly, I look for clippers in her house Even dog clippers and when I couldn't find any I got desperate enough to ask her to cut my hair with scissors I know it sounds ridiculous, but you have to understand how much this man scares me He and I are of similar heights But he is so much stronger than I am and much more intimidating and he knows it He even forces me to do military exercises for three to four hours a day over any little thing Thing. So if I woke up late or I didn't do the dishes, I would then have to do exercises as punishment. But anyways, after I can't find any clippers, my girlfriend tells me to stop and relax. She told me not to go home if he's acting like this. I told her I didn't have a choice. I had work the next day and my uniform wasn't home. And since I had just started my second job so recently, I couldn't call out of work. After a while of talking, we decided to go pick up my clothes for work and to go back to her house since her mom told me I could stay with with them for a little while. So I called my mom back and I told her what we were gonna do and she just about lost it. She said to me, no, come home right now. I responded by saying I'm not coming home to be shaved bald. My mom then said, please just come home. I'll talk to him. But I responded by saying, no, I'm coming to grab my clothes and I'm staying here for the night. My mom said, this will only make things worse. I responded by saying that I don't care and I don't feel safe there at all tonight. My mom then cursed at me and hung up the phone. I get in my car and I tell my girlfriend to follow me in hers. At this point, it's about 7.45pm. As we start driving, my mom calls me back. She says, please just come home. I talked to him and he promised to keep it civil. But I responded by saying, I'm grabbing my clothes and leaving. My girlfriend is coming with me. My mom then said, no she's not. Keep her away from my house or I'm gonna call the police. And after explaining that she's here to make me feel safe, my mom responded by saying, if you think you're leaving with that car, you're wrong. That's not your car. That's the car we let you use. I respond by saying okay, my girlfriend is in her car so we'll just take hers and go back to her house. My mom then starts going on about how this is going to make her sick and that if I don't come home, she's going to call an ambulance on herself and that I'm putting her in a really bad position. Unfortunately, I eventually cave and I tell her I'm coming home and I hang up. I then call my girlfriend who was driving behind me the entire time and I tell her what's going on. She tells me not to, but I tell her what my mom said about being sick, as well as possibly calling an ambulance, as well as explaining that something like this has happened before. Now, my girlfriend doesn't like the idea, but I tell her to wait at the front of my neighborhood for at least an hour. If she felt like leaving after that, then she could do that. But if I don't call her at 1am to tell her that I'm okay, then let that be your signal to call the police. She agrees that that's what we're gonna do. So I walk into the house and my mom hugs me while crying. My sister is still confused on what's going on. But after my mom's scene, we go into my bathroom and she shapes up my beard a little. And about an hour later, my dad gets home. Things did not remain civil like she said. He started yelling at me about how I never listen. He then starts making these awful comments, basically implying that things are going to get physical, if you know what I mean, and that he's not afraid to serve jail time. He goes on and on making these wild accusations against me and screaming at me in a way that honestly was jarring. He tells me there's only one man in this house and it's him. And that if I want to go out into the real world and act like a man, I can go ahead and do that. But while I'm in his house, he said that I have to listen to him one way or another. Now, while this is going on, my mom doesn't intervene or say anything. He then tells me for my own safety to never yell at his wife ever again. I go downstairs to my room after all this, and I call my girlfriend to let her know that I'm okay. For reference, he started yelling at me at 9.20 in the evening, and I called her at 11.30. I was standing there getting yelled at for over two hours. A week later and I'm still at home. I'm very much so looking forward to my own place but I am stuck here for at least a few more months despite the fact that things are entirely awful and I seriously don't like it. That seriously sounds like an awful living condition. I mean imagine that. You're going home and you have this dad who's treating you like garbage and who is actively demeaning towards you and treats you like absolute dirt pretty much every day. I mean this guy's an absolute weirdo. He's over here demanding that his son gets a haircut even though he got one like what two weeks ago? I mean talk about the overreaction of the century. This is unacceptable behavior and hopefully for the sake of the original poster he's able to get out of this place as soon as possible. Because seriously this does not feel like a good living environment as it really seems like your mom and dad treat you like dirt and they seriously do not have your best interest in mind in the slightest. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.